Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 86. And this is a great episode where the shoe is on the other foot. Chris, my producer, will come on and he will assume hosting duties for the day. So I don't have to do all that hard work of asking difficult questions. He'll be asking me the questions today. So we've got a bunch of questions that we're going to get to shortly. But first, let's pay the bills. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? So many ideas, 101 ideas on how to get that that door to turn for you, the door to open for you, customers walk in, and how to make a million dollars or more this year. Hurry up and get it if you haven't. And thank you to my friends at Mattress Industry Network, over 1,500 strong. This is the Facebook group that you have to belong to. Uh, If you are in the mattress industry, this is a free Facebook group. And if you want to learn how to build your business, market, sell, succeed, and network in the mattress industry, this is a group for you. Tell them that Pete sent you. And thank you, Steve, for your sponsorship of the Pete Primo Show. We appreciate it. Chris, come on in and... Thank you so much for not only being the, the world's best producer, but also uh, being a very, very gracious and great host. What you got for me today, brother? What you got? Pete, once again, it's an honor, sir. And uh, yeah, we've gotten, you know, I guess you put out the feelers and you say, hey, you know, here's some questions. And we do have a bunch of questions that have come in. But this is a live show, right? So those that are watching, and we could see that there are people watching, certainly chime in. Let us know uh, where you're joining us from. We wanna we wanna do some some shout outs like we always do on every show. But if you got any questions, uh, and some of these questions, Pete, I have a feeling are gonna spur some additional <laughs> questions because a lot of them are related <laughs> to what's happening right now in the industry, right? Yeah, almost every one of them. Uh, every one of them is. Definitely timely. Hey, Guy, thank you so much. Uh, you only got 30 minutes. That's okay. We're going to jam a lot into this one. And uh, I appreciate Well, 30 you minutes being Australian here. time is like 60 minutes, right? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> no? Okay. That's not how that works, apparently. Oh, but uh, yeah, awesome. Guy, Guy uh, Guy's a P Primo super fan. We're a super fan of Guy Danes. Great show. Um, he was, he was fantastic to, to be on the show. So let's get, uh, with the first question we've got in is from Sheila L. She wants to know what's going on with your neck. Yeah. All right, guys. So I've had mixed feelings about this. I I never posted pictures on Facebook. Uh, Here's my, my big neck surgery, but, uh, I'll try to do this in just a few minutes. So I did have a major neck surgery about Five, it'll be five weeks ago tomorrow. So it was, I believe, on the 26th of South Africa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said Australia, South Africa. Sorry about that, guy. South Africa, Australia, we're Americans. You know how we are. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I mean, it's like, you know, the distance between Texas and Nebraska, really. I, so, I, no. I, I do have to say something to that guy. I, I love you. But I cannot believe the gyrations that we are going through mailing something to you, my friend. But it's okay. We love you. And uh, I hope that a pony pulls up to your house with the package at some point in the future. So so on the 26th of what July, I had to have major neck surgery because... Uh, right around the first or second week of March, my left hand went completely numb. So it was numb at best. And at times it felt like my hand was stuck in an electrical socket and it was, it was actually debilitating. I mean, I I would almost cry. It was so bad. Uh, it probably took them three or four weeks to figure out what it was. Nobody So could dream that it was actually originating from my neck. I was born with a condition called stenosis, which means that my spinal column is not large enough for my spinal cord. And when it rubs up against it, so what they had to do was open me up C3 through C7. I think Chris has a picture uh, that he can show you right after surgery. They had to open up my neck um, 
from just below or equal to the bottom of my ears to the middle of my shoulder blades. They had to open that up, open the spinal column up, and then with metal and bone fragment, rebuild it larger so that the uh, spinal so the spinal cord is not rubbing up against anything. And I have to tell you, uh, it was an unbelievable, I, I was so blessed. Um, was it Sheila that asked this question? Sheila L. Yes. Sheila, thank you for asking. I, I was so blessed. And, um, you know, of course I let all of my vendors that I represent know, I let my, uh, 90% of my dealers know, um, if I didn't tell you, it's because I didn't want to burden you. So uh, anyway, I had a friend, a dear friend of mine who had the same surgery eight years ago. He did not have a good outcome. He was in the hospital for seven days. Uh, I, I checked in on Tuesday at six o'clock in the morning and I left. Uh, I walked out of there on Tuesday. Uh, I mean, on Wednesday, I checked in Tuesday at 6 a.m. and I walked out of there on Wednesday at two o'clock. Nobody could believe it. Um, they just, like all the way through this the thing, everything was just just went perfectly. So everybody that prayed, uh, Sean and Sherry and all of your churches that prayed for me, thank you for your prayers. It was a great surgery. When I woke up, it was gone. Maybe my mind was registering a little bit of numbness within two weeks, completely gone. So I am healed up and you got, you got a couple of pictures kind of showing the progression. Yeah, so here. Here's, here's the, that was a little on the gnarly side. <laughs> two weeks later, that was pretty gnarly. It, I think my neck is saying, please get those staples out. Yeah. Please. Yeah. They're starting to heal over those staples. And here's a week later. Yeah, wow, it's better, but still pretty gnarly. The interesting thing is, Jenny took it. You, if you look, you can see it was there's a mirror right there, and you can yeah. see my reflection in the mirror <laughs> right up here. If it wasn't scary enough to see me once, you had to see me twice <laughs> in that picture. You know what's crazy is that it almost looks worse than it did like right after the surgery. Yeah, to me, it, it did too. Yeah, that that's. It's pretty gnarly. Well, that's what happens when someone implants a chip in into your back. God only knows how many chips, Chris. <laughs> God only knows. And then here, um, this is a much Yesterday. this is a much better picture. So uh, yeah, this, this is the answer to prayer picture. We'll call it. Yes, yeah. So Sheila, thank you very very much. Uh, I've had a very good result. I walked eight miles on Saturday. Walked six point four today. And uh, been very, very lucky. <laughs> Amazing. A great tattoo. <laughs> Guy, that is better than any tattoo, man. I can go. I can <laughs> swim. It, you know, I don't have to. It, it's it, I, I, I paid the price for that one, though. I, I think I, on I, one I, shoulder blade, you should put insert chip here with an arrow. And then on the other one, say, thanks to college football. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So here's the thing. It wasn't college football and it wasn't. Now, I was trained to hit with my head in mm -hmm. Pop Warner football. That probably didn't help things. But so just as an aside, and we'll get to the rest of the questions. Um, one of the biggest disappointments in my life was the fact that I didn't make pro football. If I had made pro football, I probably wouldn't be here because I'd be either in a wheelchair or I'd be dead because hitting with my head, being a bull terrier who would never back down from anything and who was too stupid. I mean, I played football, division three football with a broken ankle, separated shoulder, multiple broken fingers, uh, dislocated elbow uh, at the end of the game. They couldn't even believe I, I made it through the end of the game. Um, you know, I, I had one injury after the other and I played through it. So I would have pushed it and I would have gotten hurt very bad because this, this thing in my neck, it, it would have given out. So 
Thank God for unanswered prayers. As I was going to say, yeah, it say. turns out like one of your what one of your greatest disappointments actually became a blessing. That yeah, well, it, uh, you it know, was a blessing. A of, yeah, good a lot Lord. of people that get stenosis, like the doctor says, you're done. Like you're you're absolutely done playing football. Right? Oh, yeah, you're not going to yeah. go get in a car crash. You know, uh, fifty eight times a game. You know, it's just that that you can't do that if you want to live or yeah. walk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, I was uh, protected from my own ambition and my mm -hmm. own love of the game. And uh, while it was heartbroken, I took all that energy, I put it into the mattress business and and the rest is kind of history. So what's the next question, man? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's, so that's Sheila. Sheila, look at the value you got, Sheila. Look at that. You know, the world wants to know what's going on with Pete's neck and, and uh, we got every answer possible. But if you have, if anyone live has any other questions, and I know Guy asked about it, uh, uh, and so that was that was answered. So if anybody that is watching live, and there's a bunch that are, um, you know, absolutely let us know. And Guy's got a great comment here. Um, from the physical issues, it strengthened your mind. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, for sure, Guy, it strengthened my resolve, that ambition uh, to be a pro football player, to be successful. Um, one of the jokes that I often make is, I'm still playing football. I'm just playing football with a pen in my hand. <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the things that made me successful as a football player, I wasn't one of these naturally gifted athletes. I, everything was earned the, the good old fashioned way. Um, you know, I ran a five, one in five, three in high school. By the time I graduated college because of doing Arizona speed drills, uh, my senior year in high school, all the way through college, because of Arizona speed drills, literally almost every day of my life, uh, I got that down to a four five. So I was wow. a defensive tackle that ran a four five. I was faster than most running backs, and I was bench pressing four hundred and eighty pounds unassisted, you know, at, in college. So, of course, that doesn't seem like much when I power lifted and I bench pressed 705, but 480 was a big deal for division three football. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm always digressing. Fantastic. Keep me, keep me going, Chris. <laughs> digression, digression is the way uh, that we get uh, great conversation. So this one's from Donna. Um, how long do you think this recession will last from Donna M? Get out that, uh, you know, uh, you know, a crystal ball here. Um, I'm going to read you something from a paid newsletter and Dan Kennedy, please forgive me if this is like against the rules. Oh, it was, it's a Dan Kennedy newsletter that was sent yeah, it, to his it's, it's, group. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a paid, paid uh, mm -hmm. group. I'm only going to read one sentence out of it. Uh, because So the short answer, Donna, is I don't know. <laughs> And listen, uh, I, I've been, uh, after the last few years, I, I got out of the business of making predictions. Uh, so anyway, this is Dan addressing what we're going through. And we're going to be swimming through this shit for at least another year to two or three. Now, and then he makes a political comment, which I am not going to make because I do not go that way on this show. Um, so anyway, um, could it be two to three years? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm an optimist. So Donna, th this is what I'm going to say to you. Right here. I did some research. These are all the all the recessions that I've gone through. Um, the first recession started in 1980, uh, no, July of 1981. And I wasn't even in the business yet. My first month in the business was January, 1982. It went to November of 1982. So basically my first, 11 months of the business, we were in a recession. Then in 90, 
to 91. We had a nine-month recession in 2001. We had an eight-month recession in 2000, 2009. We had another recession 2020, the worst recession since the Great Depression. And here we are. We just found out that we're in a recession. So this is what I'm going to say to you. I was up every one of those recessions. Um, my business did well. I worked harder because I'm not that smart. All I did was work harder. Um, I wish I could tell you that I worked smarter, Donna, but I didn't. So this is what I would say. Are we in a recession? Yeah, we're in a recession. And then, you know, some goofballs are trying to say we're not in a recession, which is just dumb. It's like nothing to be afraid of. My message is one of hope. My message is, guess what? Is it going to be harder? Yes, it's going to be harder. Are you going to have to pay more attention to your business? Yes. Are you going to have to be stingy with your advertising dollars? Yes. But you're still going to have to invest in advertising your business. And we'll get into that in, in, in a little bit. I hope it's a non-answer. For sure, I think almost everybody is saying a year. Uh, some people like Dan are saying it could drag out for two or three years. And who am I to say No. Uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on that? You have a lot of contact with a lot of people in business and you really have some people in the upper echelon of business that are, are personal friends of yours and that you do business with. What mm -hmm. are their thoughts on this recession and how long do they think it's going to last? Well, I think it's very similar to what you're saying, Pete, is um, if you are waiting for something in terms of how you're going to invest in your business... Um, you're, you're going to get passed up because there are other people that are doubling down, that are investing, even in the, the point in time where they're looking at their budget and they, they're like, well, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to pinch here. We're going to have to pinch here. Absolutely be smart. It, listen, if any of this were easy, everyone would do it. And so I think, you know, there are some people that are like yourself are saying, um, hey, be smart about it, but don't be scared of it. Work through it, uh, continue to be better through it, right? Because if you right. sit back and just kind of like cower and wait, uh, you're not going yeah. to get better um, no. at, at what you're doing. And then there are others that we're speaking to that are like, I'm going all in on right. everything because right. when this thing subsides, I want to be on the right side of it um, and not... And, and be able to flourish um, and not have any regrets doing it. So um, I, th I think your message is similar to others in, in it's a positive uh, outlook. Uh, you know, political stuff aside, um, you know, this country will rebound. It always does. Yeah. Always, yeah. always yeah. does. Th this, this country is <clears throat> very special. The people in it, uh, the the spirit of America um, is something special, and there is inspiration everywhere. You just have to look for it. I always say antennas up when it comes to marketing. Antennas up when it comes to positive people. Yeah. Surround yourself with positive people. You know what? If there was ever a time to shed a negative friend, now's the time. Yes. You are the sum of the five or six people you surround yourself with. Be very meticulous about who you do business with, how you do business with them, and who you allow into your inner circle. You know, if you know somebody is gonna is gonna rain on your parade, they shouldn't be involved in it anymore. Just 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 cut it off. I, I know it sounds horrible, but at times we have to do that. What yeah. you got next? Which I, I hope course. that well, answered, Donna. Well, the uh, the Lord of Bancroft Canada is in the house and clearly needs to allow Ooh, StreamYard access. Is this access my great my friend account. Patrick Tinney? Uh, 
Yes. Um, this is uh, uh, great to see you, uh, Pete and Chris. My best, Pat Tinney, is in the house. Uh, Patrick, really quickly on Facebook, if you want, uh, if we want to see your your beautiful shining face, our, our favorite, favorite uh, Canadian. I mean, besides like, you know, Getty Lee and um, Alanis Morissette, he's third. So that's not bad. <laughs> top three. Uh, top top three. Um, but if you um, if you go to uh, streamyard.com slash Facebook, that'll do the trick and we could see your your uh, your beautiful and shining face here. Um, so Patrick here um, says the recession will last about 18, 18 months tops. Look for the bottom, be patient, work hard. Uh, uh, I guess get ready to run hard. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. great advice. And you're getting great advice from uh, multiple best, uh, best-selling author of many books, uh, you know, a bonus round. Uh, like just, this is advice. You want to talk about someone who has had conversations and continues to have conversations with high-level uh, mm. people uh, at businesses of all sorts, not just the mattress industry, not just the podcasting industry, of all kinds of industries. Um, this guy's got his ear to the ground and his boots on the ground and having these conversations. So this yeah, is great let, advice. Let me unpack this just a little bit. Um, for those of you who don't know who Patrick Tinney is, uh, he is the best-selling author of Yes, uh, Negotiation Book, Perpetual Hunger, a prospecting book, and a mindset book. And just the title is inspiring. Uh, and then, of course, Bonus Round, which is a history lesson in the advertising business. Uh, Patrick is well-entrenched in the advertising business, and it's what he did most of his life. Uh, very high-level executive and... Uh, Whatever advice that Patrick Tinney ever offers, you guys should write it down and take it to the bank. If he says it's going to be 18 months, he's probably right on the money. He's almost always on the money. And he's one of the guys on my inner circle that I would love to, if, if, if I've got to be in a foxhole with somebody, Patrick Tinney's one of my guys. So thank you, Patrick. Appreciate you. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, all right. So if anybody else is watching, there are tons of people watching here today. So if you've got any questions or comments or predictions, if there's any soothsayers out there uh, like, yeah. like Patrick, hey. uh, let us know your thoughts on uh, operating within uh, the recession. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great conversation. So this one is from Mark J, uh, a single mattress store in Louisville, or as okay. they say, they're Louisville. Uh, <laughs> what do you recommend I do to survive this recession? Oh, oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> Nothing like uh, a few softballs, right? <laughs> well, the, the reality is I spent an hour and a half on the phone with Keith. I don't know if Keith is watching now. Um, and I believe Keith is in the Louisville area. And on Saturday, the, the girls were out doing something with Girl Scouts or something. And I, and his store was slow and, and I threw about 50 ideas at him in an hour and a half. And at the end of it, his head was spinning. So I don't want, uh, who was this? Was this Mark? Did you say Mark J? Mark, uh, Mark. I don't know the name of your store. If you're watching, uh, jump in and tell me the name of your store. If you're not watching, that's okay. Um, I'm going to walk you through uh, something, Chris. I sent you a business cycle. Um, it's a uh, it's a hand drawn map of the business cycle. Um, I sent it to you a few days ago. Okay, I'll get I'll uh, I'll work on pulling that up. So let me tell you what's wrong with this before he pulls it up. 
it doesn't the search for your mattress store doesn't necessarily start with responding to an ad. Oftentimes today, in today's new world, in our economy, it starts with Mrs. Jones Googling to see who sells mattresses in her area. And she might do it on maps. She might do it just on Google um, or her preferred search engine. She's going to want to know what other people are saying. So she's going to want to read the reviews. So my biggest thing today is if you're spending a lot of money in advertising and say that is the first thing that Mrs. Jones sees. She sees the ad and she goes, great, looks like there's a sale here. Or great, if these people are really committed to helping me get a good night's sleep and that's what I need. I want to go to this store. But before I go to this store, I'm going to do something. I'm going to see what kind of reviews they have. And so if you don't have reviews, this almost becomes a hole in your marketing funnel, if you will, that customers will get lost in and you will be eliminated as a potential choice. If they like your ad and they see your ad and they Google you and they come in, that's when the display matters that's when having professionally trained salespeople matters. That's when really everything starts. So did you were you able to find it or yes. This right here? Yep. Any way to blow it up a little bit more? I'm trying to do it without cutting off. You can do you know what? If you go ahead and cut off the bottom, it's okay for now. And then I'll have you rotate it. Yeah, that's actually good. So everybody that's watching this on YouTube, you'll see that it starts with advertising. It might start with advertising. It might start with a Google search, might start with a map search. Okay. Um, then the customer comes to your display and that's, your store, if you compare it to your competitors, it needs to look as good or better than your competitors. And it needs to be aligned with the ad that the customer saw. And it needs to be aligned with your origination story, the story, the about us story that's on your website. It has to be aligned with that. Okay. Um, so they see your display without going overly bored into this. I mean, I could spend all day on display. I could do a two-day seminar on display only, um, but I'm not going to do that to you because we have other questions we have to get to. But your display at a bare minimum should be clean. The plastic should be off the bed. And I shouldn't have to say that in 2022, but there's still people that don't have the plastic off the beds. Law tag should be turned around going the other way. And products should be in some cut type of systematic order, either by firmness or price points. That's up to you and the selling, selling system you're using. The next that they're going to see at the same time is your merchandising. And your merchandising as your display should be fluid. It should never be static. It should be fluid and you need to evaluate what your best sellers are. And you need to be asking yourself this question and write this down. What are my customers coming in asking for? I don't have, and they're leaving unsold. What is that? And how to, how do I shore it up? Um, after merchandising, sales education is so important. We don't spend enough time with our salespeople. And listen, in, in, in 2020 and in 2021, it didn't matter how good your salespeople were because people were just coming in and they were just buying. 
the traffic has slowed down now and we mm. have to be better. And so this is what I want you to ask yourself. What am I doing to help my sales pros, okay, be the best that they can be? How am I encouraging them? And I'm going to say this to all of you sales pros that are watching this. God bless you for watching the Pete Primo show. It's aimed more at owners than it is at you. But every, every time I do this show, I include something for you because you guys came along for the ride and I owe it to you. Okay. So read a book, watch, listen to a podcast, watch a YouTube video on selling. If you don't know which ones to go to, start with mine. I have some videos that have over 20,000 views on them, uh, on, on my, on my channel. So, uh, from things as simple as I was talking to my great friend, uh, Lori Harshman, and I was talking to her about Rick Robinson, who was a great sales trainer at Serta Mattress Company. And he taught me a trick about selling a mattress with a box spring years ago when people would only want to buy the mattress and not buy the box and how to do it very simply and easily with two business cards. And she goes, I didn't realize that I learned that from you. Oh my God. And so I said, yeah, I actually have a video of that. And it's like got 25,000 views, um, maybe 30,000 views by now. Who knows? But sales education, let me give you some concrete things. This is Mark's question, right? No, Mark. this was my question. I just, I just popped this up because you, you, know, you bring up YouTube and you bring up podcasts. And <laughs> I, just, I threw this in. I don't know if this is Mark's question or not. I think, I think, uh, oh, I, oh, the original question. Yes. Yeah, Single mattress Mark. store. Yes. Okay. So, Mark, you're going to be drinking from a garden hose here. Um, when it comes to sales education, here's a few things. Many business owners that didn't inherit a business started in the sales floor, and they're very good salespeople. If you started, Mark, on the sales floor, remember the things that you did that helped to make you a great salesperson that helped you save the money and earn the income so that you could save the money to own your own place. Mm. Here's what happens. You have to wear a business hat. You have to wear a negotiating hat. You have to wear all these hats as a business owner. You have to be a marketer. You have to be a master of advertising. You have to be good at displays. You have to be good at all aspects of business. And your sales chops aren't what they used to be. I'm sorry. I know that sounds rough, but get your sales reps involved. You should at least have one good sales rep. Maybe you have more than one good sales reps. I love sales reps that sold retail. Um, one of the best sales reps that I know never sold retail, but you know what he did? What he did is he started working sales on the weekends and he worked all the holiday sales and he did learn how to sell at retail. But my favorite salespeople are the ones that started their kids' college funds with money they made on commission as a retail salesman that that bought their first house with their money that they made being a commission salesperson at retail. So use your resources. Use my YouTube channel. Use these podcasts. Use your sales rep to do sales meetings, but not just a big sales meeting on a Saturday. Let your sales rep know that you want them to work on with them one-on-one -on -one too. Because I'm going to tell you, being doing this for the last 40 years, the best questions that I get from sales pros and the, mo the ones that are the most urgent to be answered, that they need the answer so that they can get to the next level they're asked one-on-one. -on -one. They're never asked in a group situation. You know why? Nobody wants to look dumb asking a question in front mm. of their peers. Yeah. But they'll ask you that question if you've earned their trust as a sales rep. As a matter of fact, I consider it a privilege and an honor when I get asked that one question one-on-one -on -one, in hushed tones. It's just between me and that sales pro. 
that's where we make a difference in a sales pro's life. So not only are you helping their sales education for the benefit of your store and for the benefit of your customers, you're doing it for their benefit so that they can have a good life and their family can have a good life. And trust me, a well-trained sales professional will give your customer the best experience that they can possibly get. And this next piece is inventory. And we used to gloss over it, except now almost every dealer I talk to almost every day tells me they have too much inventory. And when you have too much inventory, you often have a difficult time with your cash flow and you have a difficult time buying new items that you need for your store or possibly sold orders. So managing your inventory becomes very important. After you make a sale with a customer, the last touch is your delivery people. Do not drop the ball here. And if you guys have questions about delivery, pick up the phone call Jeff Janakovo or Ben McClure at uh, Gardner's Mattress and more. They're the, absolutely the best. The best. Their delivery experience, their red carpet delivery experience that they do is incredible. And the, the next touch point is service. And this is one of my pet peeves. Mark, if you don't call all of your customers within a day or two of delivery, asking them how the delivery drivers did and how you're sleeping, how you're enjoying your bed, you're killing your business. You're just, you're just taking your business and you're stabbing it with a knife and you're killing your freaking business. Stop it. And don't tell me, Mark, that, well, what if, you know, what if uh, they have a problem? What if they have a problem? There is not a business owner that I know that can't solve almost any problem. But guess what? If you don't know what the problem is, you can't solve it. Make that phone call a day after, two days after, three days after the delivery. Ask how we did. Ask how they're enjoying it and set up the next sale. And if we do all of those things right, we're going to have word of mouth advertising. And that's what we need. In tough times, you need word of mouth advertising more than you do in good times. So if you execute each point, that's what's going to happen. And the things on the outside, the online reviews will happen. The referrals will happen. The testimonials. Those three big um, arrows that I have, that's the lifeblood of your business right there. Without referrals, without online, without five-star online reviews, and without um, testimonials, your business starts to die. And I'm sorry I'm being so dogmatic, but listen, in 40 years, I've seen a lot of businesses start with one store and then bloom into multiple stores and become powerhouses. And I've seen stores that could have been great, could have been powerhouses, just die. And most of the time, they didn't die, die because the owner's heart was in the wrong place. They died because the owner didn't know what to do. And so very specifically, um, Mark, when we're talking about what you need to do, you have to keep advertising. But I do not want anybody spending money herky-jerky in this economy right now. I want you to go gorilla. I want you to do signs. I want you to do sign holders. I want you to... I want you to print out a little simple why shop at your store and pass it out to all the local businesses and ask them, can I put these here and I'll take your brochure and I'll pass it out to my customers. Start getting creative. Start with things that don't cost any money and go to things that cost very little money. I'm not asking anybody to spend money like a drunken sailor today. I'm asking you to be measured in your approach and to measure every bit of your advertising, blindly committing to a large advertising campaign, 
It's not the right time for that. You've got to go a step at a time. And when you find something that works, then you start pouring money into that. And sorry if I'm getting amped up, but this no, is... No, this is uh, great. I, I wanted to underline one of the pieces here. And we've got sure. a couple of great comments here from uh, from Guy and Pat Tinney. And, um, and so I wanted to, to cover that. But you mentioned here um, sales education. And I wanted to open this up to those that are, uh, are watching, listening, uh, you're 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 getting this on a replay, um, and you know we've got Pat Tinney, we've got Guy Danes, we've got some real pros here that are on the show. And you mentioned sales education, you mentioned YouTube channels, and you mentioned podcasts. I think it would be great, maybe Pete, to hear from you, but also from those that are watching and listening to just put in the chat um, what are some podcasts that you do listen to that you feel like will help sales pros. And it could be something that may not necessarily be specific sales, but there are elements that are evergreen that would apply to sales. Um, And also YouTube. So are you going to a particular YouTube channel? It doesn't have to be Pete Primo's uh, YouTube channel or the Pete Primo show uh, podcast. You're clearly fans of that already. But uh, you know you can't listen to just one voice, right? No, so there's there's other not. folks that you can you could listen to that you could be educated on that you can. Con- it doesn't matter, Pete. This is the other thing. It doesn't matter how old you are because it doesn't matter if you are 22 years old or if you are 78 years old. Both can learn from each other. And if, if you have that mutual respect, there are tons of things that you can learn. It doesn't matter that someone was in the industry 50 years ago. Because there's a lot that that they uh, have used that you can apply to what you're doing uh, going forward. It is just because they're not using artificial intelligence or you know some other you know fancy new CRM or whatever. It doesn't mean that you can't take these and apply those to what you're doing. So I'd love to hear Pete from you, like what you use uh, in terms of maybe some favorite podcasts. Um, and and YouTube channels that because I know you're a lifelong learner and you love sales education and you're continuing to invest in what you're doing. What are some things, some other shows, podcasts uh, that you would recommend? So let me go into the confessional of just us here. And I have to tell you, I put on a brave face when COVID hit but I was falling apart inside. I was dying a million deaths. And I see this thing on LinkedIn, live show, sales after dark. A guy by the name of Victor Antonio, great name. I don't know who the hell this guy is, but I start listening to this guy and I'm going, this guy's the real deal. I mean, this guy gets it. He's been in the trenches. He, they, What he's telling us is the gospel. He did it on, what, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays for almost a year or just about a year. And Sales After Dark by Victor Antonio, uh, I would say, helped get me through this. Um, Mark Hunter, yeah. Is this Pat? Yes, this is Patrick. Yeah, I I agree. Mark Hunter, uh, Mark Hunter's book, um, a mind for sales. Yeah, mind for sales. I wonder what I did with it. Oh, it's it's up. I cleaned I cleaned uh, up. But a mind for sales must have book. Jeb Blunt. Oh my lord, Jeb Blunt. I don't know where to begin with Jeb. Um, this guy breathes books out. I mean, it's it's incredible yeah. just his you know just his ability um, to you know and it's it the quantity is just he's so prolific, but the actual goods that are in each I mean they're just there's so much value in every one of his books. Yeah, it's incredible. Like when you look at the you look at the quantity of books he he puts out he authors and you think well geez you know. This can't be all killer, no filler, right? It, but it's incredible the value that he has in his. So book. the very yeah. the very first book that I read uh, by Jeb was "People Buy You," mm. and what a what a what a great book! And if you're new to sales, that's the must-have. Start start your career off with 
people buy you. If you understand that book, you've got a leg up and a head start on everybody else. And if you've made it this far without, read it. Because what you're going to go is you're going to go, yep, yep, yep. Ooh, didn't think about that. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, hmm. I need to do that on purpose. I've been doing it on accident, having a lot of success, but now I need to do it on purpose. So, yeah, you know, Mark, Hunter, Jeb Blunt, Jeb is so influential. You know, Jeb asked me, he goes, Pete, he goes, thanks for going to the virtual uh, outbound. He goes, but promise me you'll go next year. This is last year. And so I promised Jeb I would go. So I I didn't just go. I bought a VIP ticket. There you and, go. Uh, uh, and I will be, uh, you can't depend on the airline. So I, and I can only drive a certain amount of miles a day. So I'm going to slowly drive down, visit oh. some of my friends in the industry. And uh, I will be at Outbound. And let me tell you, uh, any sales rep listening to this, if you want to sharpen your skills and or just get a boost because the energy at this event is unlike anything you've ever been to. It is literally a rock concert for salespeople. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, these conferences are not just a way to get fed great information and to come back because let's let's be honest like you uh, like there's so much that you're o- you're overwhelmed and in quite frankly like almost like oh my god like am i going to remember all of this this is what this is why having the the replays is 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 key because you just can't take notes but the networking your ability to just to talk to these guys because they're all approachable they're all they all hang they all you know, you can go walk and talk to Anthony and Reno and, um, you know, be able to talk, you know, to all of these folks. But another thing, Pete, I think here, uh, just separate from Outbound, the other thing I like about what we're doing right now is sharing this this information. You know, not everyone's voice is for everyone. You may not like some of these, some of these, uh, this list, this great list that Patrick, uh, Patrick has put together, but you may not even recognize some names. I don't, I honestly don't know who Paul Watts is. Um, but I, I don't I can know tell who you Paul what I'm Watts do. is, but I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna check it out because let's if, go Google. If, yeah. if Pat Tinney thinks he's worthwhile yes. to put up on this list, so Jeb is is awesome, amazing, as well as Mark uh, Dan Jordan is just an absolute fire plug and a <laughs> ball of energy, and and there will be no in between with Dan. You'll love him or you won't, uh, but he's great. And uh, I hope you check him out and I hope you love him. Anthony Iannarino, let me tell you something. This guy, I want to meet him. He's so smart, he scares me. <laughs> he's, he's the only one out of the group that I haven't had on my show because I'm scared to ask him to be on my show. I've had Victor on my show. I've had Jeb on my show. I've had Mark Hunter on the show. Uh, Dan Jordan's been on the show. And... <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mike Weinberg has been on the show, right? Right, right. But I am so intimidated by oh, Anthony. He's, he's great. He's a he's a he's a great great guy. Um, absolutely approachable. Yeah, I can see what you're saying because he has he's so an smart. incredible it's, it, brain. It's, yes. it's it's scary. It really is. And but you, do you want to know something? I really enjoyed the last book that he wrote. Uh, great book. And I have where do I have it? Elite sales uh, strategies. Yeah. yeah, elite sales strategies. Let me tell you something. I've listened to it twice and I've read it once and I'm finally getting his humor. It's very dry. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's hilarious once you know. And some of the comments, but I, I have to tell you, some of the... Um, some some of the stories that he tells and some of the points that he makes are so on point. So we have another group of people that watch this show and those are my sales rep friends. If you are a sales rep and you are a professional sales rep, there's two books that you need to get today. 
and and that's one of them by Anthony Iannarino. And uh, you know what? What was the name again? Elite Sales Strategies. Elite Sales Strategies. It's a great book. And then the other one is the Price Increase book by Jeb Blunt. That Mm. was incredible. And he brought it home at the end, Chris, with this story about implementation and how you implement um, and how you help your sales team implement as a sales manager. That was just extraordinary really, really good. So, uh, Pat, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. We we should probably catch up here on a few things, um, that I want to make sure that we get to. Um, let's go here. Guy says we're all going into something or coming out of something. I think we're, this is a recession, uh, uh, from the late Bill Gibson, my mentor from Canada who moved to South Africa. Um, Patrick here says during a recession, it seems almost counterintuitive, but when I worked at the Toronto star in 1981 at 20% interest rates, the star invested in their people with sales training. The star also bought companies while the rest of the market was rolled up in the fetal position. Leaders lead followers. Look for leaders. Wow. Wow. That's gold. Pat, you're on fire today, brother. You are on fire. We're fanning more flames here. Business rely, businesses rely on problems. If there are no problems, then you have an Amazon life. Retail <laughs> is much better than that. The store is the brand. Make your promises flawless. Oh, that's beautiful. Who said that? That's Patrick. Yeah. yeah Real wisdom beautiful. from the retail master. That's you. He's talking about you, Pete. Guy, I am. <laughs> Listen, I, all I... I'm a guy that took a lot of notes sitting at the feet of a lot of true retail masters. I mean, I have been so blessed all throughout my career. I mean, some of the retailers that I've been able to work with, I was just a dumb kid from from Schenectady, New York that didn't make pro football, just trying to do the best he could. And the one thing that I knew, I knew that I didn't know. And I knew that I wanted to know. And so I asked a lot of dumb questions and a lot of really smart men and women who I respected helped to enlighten this, this guy you're calling a retail sales master. I am the, I'm just a student of the game guy. I, I am an absolute student. I, I love to, to listen. I love to learn and I love to share that with other people to help them make more money. And I've been blessed that I've been able to make a living at basically sharing success stories for the last 40 years. I mean, that's what I do. Um, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and we were going into some management challenges. One of the smartest guys that I know and definitely 10 times smarter than me. And I felt like it was a really great give and take. And almost everything that I told him, he had already tried, but there was one or two things that he had aha moments on. And for me to be able to make this dude have an aha moment was a very humbling moment for me mm-hmm. that I could be of service and, and, and share something to make somebody who's 10 times smarter than me actually think. And I think he's going to try a couple different directions on, on uh, some challenges that he's having right now. So nice. What, what else we got? Carson. Um, Carson Hetty was another one that, uh, that Pat uh, has is recommending. And here's a little story oh, here. Yeah. Carson um, Hetty. Absolutely. You're talking about Anthony Arino and, and uh, Pat's first podcast he ever did was with AI. And he asked wow. him uh, how to prepare, and he just said, "Be smart." <laughs> <laughs> well, the same guy that says, "Do good work," right? Right, yeah. right. Do good He's work like, and be smart. Oh, okay. Just do the thing and the thing, and then you'll be successful, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anthony's special. You know, he uh, he wrote a book, um, "Eat Their Lunch," mm-hmm. and it was just a great, great book for uh, if you are a retail uh, sales rep. 
not a retail sales rep, if you are a wholesale sales rep uh, or any sales rep that sells B2B, that's a must-have book. That's a book on hunting for whales and how to do it more intelligently and more mm. effectively than your competition. And you know the things that Anthony asks you to do, they're not easy. They're not easy. I, I think most people will reject it out of hand because when you start to process it in your mind, you realize, I've got to get better. I've got to become more educated in my industry to be able to go to this level. And I feel bad for the people that reject it because if you do the things that Anthony asks you to do, you are going to smash your competition. But more importantly than smashing your competition, you're going to serve your, your uh, partners better than any other sales rep could ever. And you're going to help that business thrive. And so not only are you going to be making some money for yourself, but that entire organization is going to thrive because of what you brought to the party. And it's not easy. I, I will tell you, don't read Anthony's stuff if you want easy. But if you really want to be the best and you're a sales rep, just Google Anthony Iana Reno. What's his uh, show called? What's his uh, website? Sales. The sales blog. The sales blog. The sales blog.com. The sales yeah. blog, like the Ohio State. So that's no, that's not you, at all. Pete, no, you that, realize that, I have I have that, a stop button right here. If that, you mention that, that again, that, that's how you can remember it. Looks like we got a stop button. Let's try one more if we can. Uh, do we want to try some submitted questions? We do have some uh, some great comments here. I just want to touch on this really quickly and then... Um, Let's go we with get comments question. over questions and I'll do okay. that on another show. Uh, this is from Pat. Uh, if retailers treat their store like an ecosystem and measure everything, they will yes. realize the connectivity of how customers think when they come to your furniture store yeah. for a story of why they need to invest in your offerings today and right now. That is, yeah. that's gold. A story gold. of why they need to invest in your offerings. Yes. That's it. And the display has to convey that story to them as well. So you can't have a crappy display without have a great story and a crappy display. It's disconnected. So what, what, what I'm, asking all of my retail friends to do is to make these things go from one point to the other and be consistent so that in the customer's mind, what you're saying is this is the place to do business. You know, this salesperson, the way he or she approached me and their attitude was better than the last place. The display is better. The merchandising makes more sense. It's more logical. It's easier to understand why I should spend more money on better merchandise. And every point is better. If yeah. you're better than your competition on every point, guys and gals, you're going to win. And that's that's my message to you today. You got to execute each point better than your competition. Hey, guy, good vibes to you too, brother. Thank you. Thanks for guy all you Guy also do. says uh, you've given him new insights at his young age of 65. And, oh, uh, and thanks thank us. You. Thanks thank you. you. Um, all right. So here we go. From Mary, I'm having a hard time meeting my minimums. I have two sleep shops and carry five different lines of mattresses. What should I do? Oh, wow. That's a great question. And it's something that a lot of retailers... So I have two... I'm going to give you two different thoughts on this. Um, there are some retailers that every time they hear a customer ask for something they don't have, they want to bring that line in so they don't miss that customer. The reality is you have to be such a good student of the game that you'll understand what features and benefits um, they're looking for. And those can often be found in other lines. So you don't necessarily have to have that line. So this is what I'm going to say to you. 
there are exceptions to every rule. If you're under a million dollars in volume, you shouldn't have more than two or three lines unless, unless there are no minimums. If each of one of those lines has no minimums, it's fine. But if you're having problem with, with meat and minimums and you're not flowing merchandise the way you should, that puts you at a competitive disadvantage, Mary. So the, the one thing that I would write down on a piece of paper is this. The purpose of the name, the name of the line, the reason you have it in your store, okay? The reason you have it in your store, it could be as simple as this. I carry Tempur-Pedic because they're a name brand and people ask for them. And that helps me to build credibility and authority in the marketplace. That could be a reason. Um, I carry Benton Industries of America because it's a broad line that hits every price point and they deliver value at every price point. I can buy anything from a 100% latex product to a Hemingway branded product to a bed in a box product to an $80 twin mattress because they cover everything. Um, Another reason would be I make huge margin on this line. Okay, so write that down. But the most important thing that I'm going to ask you is I want the volume. So here it is. I should have uh, Pete Primo at PetePrimo.com, but I don't. It's PetePrimo at Ameritech.net. Send me an email with your lines with that homework done. If, 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 if you're willing to disclose it, I, I understand. It, it, and I will keep it between us. And I will help you work through th- through that. Um, it has a lot to do with how much volume you do with each line, what's working, what's not working. There's a lot of answers to that. Sometimes, given the skill level of your retail store, the size of your store, the advertising budget of your store, the population that you serve, sometimes you're better off with one vendor. And sometimes you're better off with multiple vendors, but you need to understand the reasons why you carry that line. And the other thing that I always ask myself is this, because before I was ever a rep, I was a buyer, okay? So part of my retail job is I bought. And I always asked myself, are these dudes and dudettes living up to their promises? They promised me once a week delivery. Are they delivering once a week? They promised me margins. They promised me they wouldn't open up uh, some clown down the street that likes to sell stuff at 20% over cost. And they opened them up. I ask myself all these questions as a, as a buyer. So um, the other thing you can do, who, who was, who, who was it Mary? I'm sorry. Yes, Mary. Mary, you can call me 419 419- Five six zero three one six nine. If you don't want to put that stuff down, but you want to talk more about this, um, I, I promise you that I'll give you all the benefits of my forty years that I have invested in this industry, and I will give you the best answers that I can. And, and they will not be self-serving because chances are you're out of my geography anyway. But even if you were, I would still give you absolute, correct, consultative selling advice as if you had paid me a check for $20,000 to give you the answer. I will give you that level of service if you want to give me a call. So, Guy Danes, be very clear on the product features and benefits, Mary. The solution versus the customer's investment in you, your brand, and product. Guy, that's great advice. That's great advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one quick thing that wa- walked through my, my, my head. This is for you retail sales pros that work on the floor. You answer the phone. They ask for XYZ product. You tell them, no, you don't carry it. And you hang up. Wrong. Don't do that. Stop doing it. You're killing yourself. <laughs> this is what you say. 
oh, XYZ product. I'm very familiar with that product. And it's your business to be familiar with that product. So you're not lying. I'm very familiar with that product. Can you tell me what you really like the best about that product and get them talking? Because even if you don't have that product, uh, let, let's say they asked for Serta and you have Restonic. And Restonic has a marvelous middle and Serta in their perfect sleeper has a story about how there's more support in the middle. But you also have that with Eastman House. You also have that with Eclipse. You have the spinal zone. So sometimes features and benefits that a customer with their limited knowledge think is an exclusive is accomplished by very similar features, same exact benefit with other lines and maybe lines that you carry. So never toss that that phone up away too quickly. Ask them what they liked about it and you'll cash more of those calls than you've ever cashed before. I think we got to wrap this up, brother. Jam-packed, value-packed episode, Pete. This has been awesome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for this. I got, a, uh, I got a ton of ton of stuff out of This is one of those ones where I'm going to have to transcribe it and go watch it again. So there was, there was lots yeah. of great. And thanks to uh, Pat Tenney, Guy Danes for... Uh, adding even more chock yeah. full of uh, chock full of sales value right here. Yeah, there was some PhD level answers from Guy <laughs> and from Patrick, which I yeah. expect from both of them. So, and thank you, thank you for your insights, Pat, uh, um, Chris, because you uh, you have such a an, an amazing uh, network at this point, and. Uh, deal with some some of the best uh, in the industry and it's uh it's it's it, you know you absorb things on accident sometimes and of course i'm sure you absorb plenty on purpose but thank you for your for your feedback uh we kind of reverse roles a couple of times i started asking you the question it's called chemistry my friend <laughs> it's called chemistry um, you know, so yeah, it's been an honor, uh, uh, Pete, as always. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, looking forward to, uh, uh, to applying some of this thing, uh, some of these things, this, uh, this graphic that you've got, um, and, uh, you know, for word of mouth advertising, there's a lot of, I mean, that just does, that applies to the mattress industry very specifically, but these are elements that any industry, um, it, you know, needs to apply you know, yep. whether you're retail or digital, there's ways, you know, just because something says display doesn't mean that it's a POP thing at, at you know, at the counter. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, uh, you know, when someone says merchandising, I mean, this applies right. to digital as well as physical uh, retail. So um, some, gr some great stuff. So thanks as always for uh, the education, my friend. No, thank you. Have a great day. You Thanks, too. everybody. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Guy. And everybody that joined us. And Stu, I'm, I believe you were in there too. So thank you. See ya.